This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Attention all insurance agents with a current life or medical insurance license. Select Quote has immediate openings for licensed insurance agents looking to build a rewarding career. And you can even work from the comfort of your home. Our average employee makes $75,000 and our top performers make well over $150,000 per year. Yes, I said $150,000. Insurance professionals, are you sick of looking and paying for leads? Would you like to have more than one product or carrier solution to offer? Do you wish that your entrepreneurial spirit and hard work was rewarded? If you answered yes and you feel you have what it takes select quote is looking for you with a fun and fast work environment multiple products pre-qualified leads and great training this is an opportunity you do not want to miss apply online at selectquote.com backslash careers or call 800-896-9009 to learn more select quote is hiring right now don't miss out call 800-896-9009 or visit selectquote.com backslash careers call 800-896-9009 800-896-9009 Attention all insurance agents with a current life or medical insurance license. Select Quote has immediate openings for licensed insurance agents looking to build a rewarding career. And you can even work from the comfort of your home. Our average employee makes $75,000. And our top performers make well over $150,000 per year. Yes, I said $150,000. Insurance professionals, are you sick of looking and paying for leads? Would you like to have more than one product or carrier solution to offer? Do you wish that your entrepreneurial spirit and hard work was rewarded? If you answered yes and you feel you have what it takes, Select Quote is looking for you. With a fun and fast work environment, multiple products, pre-qualified leads, and great training, this is an opportunity you do not want to miss. Apply online at selectquote.com backslash careers or call 800-896-9009 to learn more. Select Quote is hiring right now. Don't miss out. Call 800-896-9009 or visit selectquote.com backslash careers. Call 800-896-9009-800-896-9009. Have you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Bowl. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. That's what you said, man. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super that's terrible. Super Podcast. I'm Matt Hill, and with me is my brother in basketball, John Hill. John, how are you? Great. Today, we'll talk about the NBA. Then we'll be doing movie. Yeah, let's go NBA movies. movies. Yeah, it's Oscar so, season. So, uh, you know, the Kareem Doc came out. I'll talk a little bit about that. John, you'll give us our your, your top five NBA movies. Yep. I'll give you my top five NBA documentaries. Love it. And then I'll have some movie pitches. I'll have some new NBA movie pitches for you. Because you're a big-time Hollywood writer. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. 
At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. Yeah, big time, big time, huge, and, huge. And, so let's, let's get into it. So I have some comments from our previous episode. People think I hate beards. And I want to. I just want to clarify that I do not hate beards. I just think people need to be honest about their beards. Like I think beards are fine. I'm all. I'm all about the beards. If you want to grow a beard, that's cool. But I don't like it. Like James Harden gets credit for having a personality because he has a beard. Like a beard is not a personality. James Harden beard exists solely to cover up his weak chin. It's a weak chin concealer. That's its purpose. So let's like let's not give him credit. For being, you know, quirky or fun. Okay, t- two things. Uh-huh. Uh, one, who who is complaining about your beard hatred? I got some feedback from people who had listened. They were like, <laughs> oh, the feedback? podcast was good, but uh, I didn't know you hate beards so much. I'm, I feel like I'm running the social media and I haven't seen any response. Are these people these writing are people you? I know. These are people I know in my personal life. Just, oh, okay. like, oh, I checked out the pod. I didn't know you're such a beard hater. Oh, man, yeah. are we losing the beard audience already? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. So I'm trying to win it back by okay, clarifying. <laughs> I'm trying to clarify. Like, I don't want to be on record as a beard hater because yeah, I love yeah. it. I mean, if I could grow a beard, I would have one. That's. I think that's what's really the root cause of this, Matt. Like, yeah, yeah. I hear a lot of. I hear a lot of coded words. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't hate the people. Right. I hate right. the act I, yeah. of. You know, maybe you're just like a closeted beard lover. No, no, I and am. because you can't grow it, can't, and you can't close. show the world and I your can't family. Even grow a yeah, yeah, you can't show your family your actual beard, so you kind of hide uh, with yeah. hate. Yeah, I hate what I cannot be. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm just saying, James Harden, you got no chin. That's why you got a beard. Um, <laughs> what else? What you, you got? What you, what you got? What's what's been standing out to you, John? I think the big thing that's been standing out to me, besides the general overreaction to five games well it's like a little more than five games now i mean it's like six or seven for a lot of teams and statistically 20 games is enough to know basically and i think when we get to 20 games i think that's when things will really start changing although i think the Cavs were like nine and ten last year that's what i mean the Cavs, like the certain teams just aren't going to try until they're ready right and there was so much off-season stuff i don't really I don't think there's been enough time to really make good numbers. And one one thing that has been bothering me is that everyone keeps talking about on-off splits. Like, Well, on-off splits are like notoriously... I mean, you just sort of have to take them for what they are yeah. and realize there are shortcomings, but there are there is some information there. There is um, some information, but it's such a small sample size. And right now, like certain on-offs, trying to use that to justify something where it's like, well, yeah, but when they're off, like... Is it a bunch of new bench players that haven't played before? Like, what are we really judging at this point? You know, because I think Jimmy Butler has like a negative rating right now. Yeah, could be. But he doesn't. But yeah, okay. Jimmy Butler's still good. But Jimmy Butler's still like. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, know, you have to like look at the context. Yeah, like a lot exactly. Times. And I think a lot of people are just people love stats and they want to use them as fast as they can. <laughs> and no one wants to be like, okay, hey, I love stats, but I'm going to wait 20 games. You know, they're right, just going to throw right. stuff out. 
Yeah, but I mean, I think I mean I think there are some some real trends that have emerged. Like I think Portland is much better than we thought. Yes, um, but I always thought they were going to be good. Right. I obviously did not. Uh, I mean, I think Memphis is in trouble. Memphis looks bad. Um, and I think that's real. I think I think yeah. I think they're actually in danger of missing the playoffs this year, and they have a real tough schedule coming up too. I think the Nets are probably the worst team in basketball. Yeah, which really surprises me because. Yeah, they don't have a good roster, but they have no reason to tank. Like yeah. they don't have their draft pick, so and all those guys are playing for their job. Meaning Billy King, like he might get fired at the end of the year. Um, I think his contract is up, and then Lionel Hollins as well it is also like I think he wants to come back. So it's like there's no organizational incentive to tank. No, none. Um, and I thought removing from every you know from what everyone says, Darren Williams was just a locker room cancer and a bad dude. So I thought removing him would have like a real positive, you know, chemistry impact. And so I just thought that they would be bad, but not this bad. You would think that one, they have some continuity and yeah. they have veterans. And Brooke Lopez is, a Brooke good Lopez, Joe Johnson and Thad Young are all decent players. Yeah. And Jared Jack is statistically the worst point guard in the league. Yeah. I figured they would be, you know, two and five or something. I think they're own seven. I think they'll start figuring it out. I think they'll do something where I think a lot of these teams, a lot of their rookies are playing well. They're young, and but that'll kind of fade, I think, eventually. I don't know. I don't know. If, if they continue to be the worst team in basketball, it is just a fascinating story because yeah. that pick goes to Boston. Yeah. And I think that trade is the worst trade of the past 20 years, maybe. Three, three first-round picks plus two swaps. For Pierce and Garnett, basically, it might it might absolutely. But what turn. were they thinking? Like, even if Pierce and Garnett are like fantastic and they were good, those guys would be over the hill a few years later, and the 2016 and 2018 picks still would have been bad. Those yeah. picks, the Nets were always going to be bad in 2016 and 18 with that roster. Well, I think they would. I think their plan one GMs like Billy King, who are, who's atrocious, they don't think past that. And I think they also feel like, hey, if we were a really good team, even when Kevin Durant is too old, like we'll be a good Garnett, team. Mean? I mean, Garnett, uh, we'll be able to replace them with people who are looking forward we'll to get play. the free agents yeah. because our owner doesn't because care we're about a good money. team. Yeah, and, you know. I mean, maybe, maybe yeah. I don't know. I but remember thinking top, it, but not top three protected, not five, top five is so ridiculous. Yeah, to not. I mean, like also just that much. Like I mean, I think you could have got them with two first round picks and yeah. no swaps or anything. Like I, I just that trade I, I, is looking. It was bad at the time and is looking worse and worse and worse. It is looking worse and worse. But they were a playoff team last year. Great, but but you know I mean, what I mean. East, yeah, I mean Boston was a playoff team too. The team that the team that supposedly gave up all their good players for these picks. Yeah, but I think that if you are a playoff team and you think you're going to be a playoff team for a long time, like you're just like whatever. Like I don't care about these picks, which is a bad thing to think. Just yeah. like just no no. You know, I, I'm not I, defending you know, you it, but a lot, I, I see why. You see a lot where you're just like, look, we're going to be good. Who cares about picks yeah. in the bottom of the draft pick? The, the bottom of the draft order. I think the Thunder d- did that last year. Yep. They traded away some picks. Miami always does that. Miami always does it. The Lakers always did that. 
because you know that, I mean that yeah. was the thinking with the Nash trade. Let's let's put these exactly same thing. These picks in, but at least I mean at least Cupcheck is smart enough to get protections on those yeah. picks. Yeah, yeah mean, you have top three is like nothing because whatever team is getting it doesn't think. Yeah, they don't. You're going to be the. They're the not assuming team. they're going to get like the number one or number two. Pick. Exactly. We're not going to give you Steve Dude. Nash. We're not going to give you Kevin Garnett and think that you end up the worst team in the league. I think Billy King is the worst GM in basketball. I don't even think it's close. Oh no, sorry, I forgot that Vlade is still. Oh, Vlade, GM. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Vlade, Billy King, Adele Demps. I think are all the worst GMs. Yeah, because if, well, and you look at some like a team like the Pelicans, and it's like, are they? They're awful. Are they awful? No, they are. But what happened to them? So I think Tyreek uh, actually matters a lot. Um, mm. Tyreek being injured matters a lot. And then also Quincy Pondexter. Like Quincy Pondexter is like, I think, actually a really good glue guy. Yeah. So, but yeah, maybe it's like taking some time to instill that new system. The and that's system. what I mean. Like it might just be like, hey, they're just going to struggle out the gates where, you know. I mean, a team like Portland isn't just because they're, they've got their backcourt and they're going to run and... I don't know. New Orleans, I have to look a little... I, I'm confused with New Orleans. Like, I'm not sure why they're that bad. Yeah, that's. I'm kind of feeling that, too. And I wonder if people, like, already anointed Anthony Davis as, like, he alone can take this team to the well, playoffs. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of been the mistake. No, but, I mean, if you look at players of his caliber, that's usually true. Like, I mean, like, statistically, I think it's PER. With players that young, it's like him and Kareem. Yeah, no. So he's basically, like... You know, as good as Kareem, as good as LeBron, as good as Duncan. And those guys are all guys who would carry any team to the playoffs. Yeah. Basically, anything you put around them, they're going to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's a little different because it's the West. I mean, this West the, the, this West is, like, historically great. Have have other writers turned on them yet? I mean, lots of, I people, have, I mean lots of people are like, oh, what's going on with the Pelicans? I mean, I think what's really interesting is all the stuff that happens behind the scenes where... So everyone loves Gentry. All the, all the journalists love Gentry because he's a good quote. He's really nice mm-hmm. to them. So nobody really wants to turn, turn on the Pelicans yeah. because they all like Gentry. Yeah. And same thing with Anthony Davis. By all accounts, Anthony Davis is a very nice guy, very accommodating journalist. So no one wants to turn on him either. And also, I don't think people want to look stupid because Davis you know, is historically great. And I, yeah. you know, there's a chance that they do turn around this season. He, he might even still win the MVP or something. Mm-hmm. And then you just look like an idiot. I think a lot of that stuff, whether journalists go after certain people or not, really has to do with behind-the-scenes things. Like, yeah. do I like this guy? Do I not like this guy? Yeah. Did this guy, I don't know, screw me over? Yeah, and um, I think that's one thing that us Sixers fans always get mad at, and we always attack when people attack us, because it's like... You're John, mad. John, the Sixers haven't won. You're not allowed to talk okay, about okay. them. No, but I mean, like, but it's true, because Sam Hinkie, uh, Sam Hinkie's n- notoriously short with the media. Yeah. And I feel like, Journalists go after Hinky just because, like, oh, this guy's, you know, not letting us in. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's understandable. Hinky is making it hard for them to do their job. Mm-hmm. He's being annoying to them. Yeah, so that sort of leaves them with no recourse. I mean, why are they going to give good press to a guy who's making their lives difficult? No, totally, I yeah. get it. Part Whereas it. you look at Maury, like, look at Maury. Maury's really nice to journalists, mm-hmm. and then no one goes after Maury. You know? Yeah, everyone's fine. I mean, but Maury and Hinky are almost. I mean. They're, not doing the exact same thing, but, I mean, it's a similar approach, like mm-hmm. a numbers-based approach. Yeah. Right. What else? What else you got? Anything else? Any other general thoughts? I, the one thing I look really forward to is I think this is going to be an amazing rookie class. 
Oh, right, right, I right. think that... Yeah, Towns outstanding. looks incredible. D'Angelo Russell, bust. <laughs> I think I think he's on a pass right now. But, I mean, it's also hard to judge but, him. But he's not looking great. It's hard to judge him because he's playing with Kobe, and yeah, yeah. and he has Byron Scott as a coach. So yeah, I still believe in him, but, yeah, but he's definitely the, the weakest of the right. top. Uh, Okafor. Looks great. Chris Stapps. Chris Stapps looks Chris great. Chris Stapps' numbers are, like, crazy. Hazonia? I haven't seen much of Hazonia. He's haven't seen any highlights. He's very he's not getting a lot of minutes and he's very still on that is he J.R. Smith or will he break out of a shell and be, right, and be dominant? But he he's shown less Kobe things that some people I think were expecting. Uh Willie Colley Stein, Kings shouldn't have just, been taken. That. Just whatever Kings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kings. This, yeah, yeah whatever Kings. Good yeah, job. Good that job. doesn't count. That doesn't count. Pass. Uh and Moody. Moody. Moody looks great. Moody looks awesome. And then also Miles Turner has looked good and Bobby yep. Portis. Bobby Portis looks good. Um too. so yeah, I mean I think you're getting you're probably getting like five perennial all stars. Yeah. At least out of this draft. And I think I don't I don't know the answer, but I will I I can't wait, and I tweeted this out the other day. I can't wait for the Okafor versus Porzingis think pieces. Because I think Carl Anthony Towns is was the runaway number one right. pick. And you were and just it's like just, hey, man, it's so crazy that Minnesota got him. And like you think if the Lakers, the Knicks, or Philly would have got that number one spot and got Towns, like franchise changer. Yeah. Like those teams are now, you know, instantly They're back. Top of the league. They're back. Yeah. Yeah. Lakers or Knicks, especially. It's yeah. like boom. You know, we're we're set. The league is set. New yeah. York or LA has a guy. Mm-hmm. Instead, he goes to Minnesota, and it's like, I mean, it's good. It, I mean, it's good to be a Wolves fan. You got Towns, and you got Wiggins, but <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I don't know about the Minnesota organization. Well, and the I organization don't... is obviously you know up in the air right now because yeah. Flip was, you know, GM, president, and coach, and you know, unfortunately, he passed away. So yeah, I think whoever they they'll probably bring in a new GM at the end of the year. And he'll hire, you know, a new coach. You know, if they bring in a new GM, I mean, that team could be good for years to come. I mean, they're doing they're right now. They're like the fifth seed or something in the West. Yeah, and that's with Sam Mitchell doing whatever he's doing with his rotations. Mm-hmm. Like he has the worst rotations in the league and is not a competent coach. So you know, they're doing that. You know, despite uh, bad coaching. So yeah, you bring in the right guy and like Towns and Wiggins. Obviously, they're just going to get better. You know, they got some other good young players. I mean, that could be, you know, that could be the next Oklahoma City. I think they could be talent-wise, but I just, sorry, Minnesota fans, I still just don't trust you. Like, I've see, I saw what you did with Kevin Love, and you couldn't do anything with him, and you haven't made the playoffs in 10-some years, and it's like, we, we've seen this before where we've given, you've gotten great players, and it hasn't worked. Yeah. So I'm still a little hesitant. I don't know why. The, I'm, I well, I clearly think it's don't bad. know. It's just been a poorly run organization yeah. because they had Garnett and they had Love and they did the same things that happened in Cleveland with LeBron and are happening in New Orleans with Davis where they bring in guys who are older rather than bringing guys who are the same age to grow with them. It's yeah. like they try to win now instead of planning for the future to be that you know perennial contender. contender. Yeah. And like I looked at the I was looking at the Pelicans roster today and it was like these guys are all 26, 27. Anthony Davis, do you know like, how old is Anthony Davis? Do you know John? 24, 23, 22. Ugh. See? See? It's like why are you even trying to win now? That's what, the like, dumbest. Ugh. 
I mean, luckily they still have all the draft picks right now. They haven't traded them away. But like, what are you even doing? Like, and if I were the running the Pelicans, I'd be like, my goal is to be really, really good in three years. Like right now, if they didn't do the Drew Holiday trade, Pelicans they would is, have Noel and Sarich. They would, or how about they could have uh, Peyton? Yeah, they could have Peyton, Nerlens Noel, and Anthony Davis. As their future, right, and that would that team would be great. It's but instead, insane. they think like this this nineteen year old kid's going to turn down the largest one hundred twenty seven million con- million dollar contract. He's no. locked up until two thousand twenty two or something. Yeah, I mean they'll they'll be good just because like we talked about, he's so good. But man, like just take your time, take your time, take your time. Yeah, writers will always say. It's Kobe's fault. Why is he taking all these shots? Like, get rid of them. And then at the same time, they tell these other teams, you need to sign vets. And it's like, well, what is it? Is it you let these guys be bad and grow or give your Aaron Gordon minutes magic to Jason Thompson and then wonder why Aaron Gordon isn't developing? Right. Just be bad. You're going to be bad. It's fine. It's okay. I mean, I understand there's all sorts of competing incentives. So Tom Benson, who who owns the, uh, uh, who, who, who owns the Pelicans, like, He's really old, right? Well, that's a whole mess. So he's like, hey, I'm really old. Also, I don't really care about basketball. I'm more of a football guy. But still, I'm, you know. Well, have you heard the story? What? That- Do you, about his wife and all that? No, no. What's the oh, story? Oh, oh, this is a, okay. The, well, well like, there's like, I know there's some sort of like crazy divorce going on. No, or his she's new wife mm-hmm. has now, they think that has has now banned his kids from both the Saints and Pelicans. And there's like a huge, huge like story, and the kids say that she has basically brainwashed him, mm-hmm. and that he isn't capable of running anything. And she has made him sign this new contract that kicked the kids out, so she can own both teams. <laughs> it is like a messy, Ooh. like crazy thing. So maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe that's maybe why. That's why. Like, maybe that's I mean, why like the Pelicans they, they, are they, you know, they. They Dell Demps, the GM there supposedly has like a win now mandate or something. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's it's bad. It's a mess. But yeah, I'm. uh, Yeah, we'll we'll see. A lot of fun. A lot of fun rookies. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, I think this will be a legendary class. Yeah, and I think I think last year's class will not be as legendary as we thought. Yes, and I think what'll be also interesting is how it shapes out. I mean, because Moutier might be end up being the best player. Chris Tapps might be the best. I player. think it's probably going to be Towns, but I think Towns. Right now, I'd say Towns, but and I'm. You don't know. I don't mm. know. I don't know. You know, right? Like, who would have thought Steph Curry at who would he came out of nowhere? Out of, a out of, real underdog story. A real underdog story, much like many movies. <gasps> what? Um, Wonderful transition. So John and I, uh, John and I thought we talk about movies because just because the Kareem <laughs> doc came out on HBO. Yep. You saw it, or I, you didn't see it. I, I saw have it. not seen it. I saw it. I, I thought it was okay. It was very like standard docky, talking heads. I kind of got old that footage. That, like that the feeling. HBO docs tend to be very uh, staid, very straightforward. Whereas the thirty for thirties tend to sometimes be a little more interesting. I don't know. It, I mean, if you're into, if you're interested in basketball history, I think it's good. But it wasn't anything that blew me away. I also thought was interesting about it is that it's very positive towards Kareem. And if you read um, Jeff Perlman has this book called Showtime about the Lakers, that book paints Kareem in a very negative picture or negative light. All the stuff about him being an asshole to everyone, treating journalists awful, treating fans really bad, being kind of dirty with opposing players, 
being bad with like staff and everything. And he basically just comes off like a total asshole in the book. And what's interesting is Kareem has this like for, uh, farewell tour where he goes, you know, his last year, he says, this is my yeah. last year. And then people give him stuff mm-hmm. at every arena. And in the book, it's portrayed as basically the Lakers strong arming the rest of the league into doing that. Like Kareem like is like, hey, I want this. I want everyone to like fet me and, and give me nice stuff and like yeah. make a big deal, a big fuss over me. So the Lakers like go to all the teams like, hey, can you guys please do this? And mm-hmm. they're like, no, fuck Kareem. Like Kareem sucks, basically. <laughs> like we all hate Kareem. But the Lakers are like, come on, it's going to look bad if like one team does it and the other teams yeah. don't. And that's how it's portrayed in the book. Okay. And the documentary is portrayed as like, oh, Kareem was like aloof and misunderstood. But by the time he ended his career, everyone had come around on him and learned to appreciate him. And this is evidence for that. No, I'm, I'm sure there's like both of those things can have some shading of the truth. Yeah. But the documentary doesn't, it doesn't address. It just says like Kareem's misunderstood and shows like how it was hard for him because he's really tall. <laughs> No, but I mean, you you joke, but I mean, it's hard. Like, can you imagine? Like, it's not like everywhere he goes. No, no, people I know it. it's Kareem. No, no, no. Like, no, he's no, a yeah, giant yeah. black guy. It's like, yeah. oh, that's Kareem. Yeah. You know, like no, no, he's no, never. You know, he never, he's never anonymous. Like, people are always pointing at him and you yeah. know, making fun of him. Basically, a lot, a lot of times, at least, at least when he's growing up. So, I mean, you can understand the way he, why he might be aloof or a little introverted. But the documentary that never goes in, like, hey. By all accounts, this guy was an asshole. Like, yeah. Like, what is he an asshole or is he just misunderstood? Like, book has all sorts of stories about specific about how he was an asshole. He ran over, or like, no, a a, a bicyclist hit his car. Right? He sues the bicyclist, the bike, the cyclist for four hundred and fifty three dollars or something. <laughs> Takes him to court to pay for the damages. Ugh. There's plenty of evidence that the guy was a jerk, and the documentary is just just very whitewashed. Yeah. Well, he participated in it, right? Yeah, I mean he's interviewed, so yeah. Like, yeah, so I mean is, I understand this is him being like, "Hey, I want I want my public persona to change." I, yeah, but I mean, it, Iverson does that every once in a while. It's like HBO, it's just, it's what like they do. come on, your HBO, like well, give me a little as, more nuance. Well, give me as soon a, as Simmons gets over there, he's our. I mean, he's. I guess he probably had nothing to do with this doc, but yeah. Come on, Simmons, get some more hard hitting journalism. Yeah, in, in like HBO. really take Kareem down. So yeah, take well, take yeah. him down to the Simmons height. Would, Simmons would, the height obviously is a yeah, Celtics yeah. fan. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Uh, Kareem's always. I don't. An well, don't person. don't check it out. Don't check. I it say out? don't check it out. Okay. If you well, want to, if done. you read the read the book Showtime by Jeff Perlman, it's much. It's about it's like a history of the Lakers. Yeah, but see, I don't want to learn the bad things about Kareem. I'm just gonna. You want to learn all? The I good want things? the rosy glasses. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. All all the wonderful things. Sweet, intelligent, misunderstood, hilarious in airplane. Great in airplane. Friend of Bruce Lee. Um, so we, what we thought we'd do, just keeping with the movie theme, John has seen most NBA or basketball movies. Mm. No? no? Some? There's a lot of the older ones I haven't watched. Okay. I've seen probably every NBA basketball documentary that exists. I mean, I don't want to say I've seen them all, but I mean, I went through the list and I've seen... I mean, that's my thing. That's I love thing. watching documentaries. Yeah. So what we thought we'd do is John's going to give me his top five narrative movies. I'm going to give him my top five documentaries. And we'll agree to each watch one movie from the other's list. Yes. All right. And I will say my list is my favorite movies. Not yeah, necessarily the best ones. These are the ones that if you were like, hey, man, you're about to die. 
you but right before we kill you you get to watch five <laughs> basketball <laughs> movies in this, whatever order i like this assassin yeah and this we good, we don't know when we're gonna kill you so put your favorite one first right because that way you'll at least okay like in that situation wouldn't you pick the five longest ones maybe yeah so that yeah. maybe you could figure out well, a way to escape yeah. while you're the you truth know. is i'd watch air Bud five times okay but, okay <laughs> gun to my and head then, i'm thinking and then the terrorists will <laughs> kill themselves yeah they watch exactly Air that's Bud my five plan. times yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no Airbud two for you. Not nah, man. Okay, not nah, man. I'm about to die. Time. All right, okay. <laughs> I'm about to die. No I don't want to ruin it with, um, with some piss poor remake. Quick, quick story. Quick, quick story. story. Yeah. Uh, Please be about Airbud. Was a uh, flying. I was flying to Chile. The movie on the plane was MVP. 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 Most valuable primate. Um, six months later, flew back from Chile. Mm-hmm. The movie on that plane, MVP two. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they made it in the six months or do you think they no just idea. like i have no idea they just like cycled a, through yeah maybe maybe that was that maybe it was the only two movies that that airline had it was like avianca or something it was some or maybe they knew mvp2 uh, was coming out soon they were like wow well, we gotta get we our will, passengers we, let's, ready. let's put the first one out yeah. there you know yeah. yeah yeah it's like the new rockies coming out so they run a rocky marathon yeah yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's probably it. that's probably that might it. Be it. All right. So, uh number 5. Number 5, John. What's your number 5? Number 5. This is a, this is a trick one. Okay. Does basketball count? Sure. Okay, the number 5 basketball. Okay, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No, I have not. Cuz it's not really basketball. It's, it's basketball they, they make basketball. A, they, it's Trey Parker, Matt Stone yep. of South Park fame. They invent a new game, they right? Invent that's a the premise of the movie. Baseball basketball. And game. they're like really good at it. And they're really good at it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's number five. Okay. Because it's just a funny movie. My five, my number five. You want to hear my number five? Well, who's your number five? These are my top five basketball documentaries. Number five, Winning Time. Winning Time. What is that? Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks. Ooh. Dan Clores, I believe, is the director. Really good doc, doc director. He also did a doc called Crazy Love. It's really good. It's on Netflix. But it's just very well done. It's like mm. all about that, that uh, the Pacers-Knicks rivalry. Yeah. You know, the eight points in nine seconds, mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like sending uh, black roses to Spike mm-hmm. Lee, oh, the choke symbol. Amazing. The only thing that kind of bumps it down, it's very well done. The only thing that bumps it down is it's just like, it's one of those New York documentaries where it's like, New York is the best. New York's the center of the basketball universe. Oh, yeah. Like, who cares about the NBA unless the Knicks are good? Yeah. It's very, very New York. Did it like just cut to New Yorkers on the street going like, Yo! the Knicks! The Knicks, the 1990s, yeah. we were good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I feel like uh, we, were, we were watching a game the other day, and I feel like Reggie Miller is a, a forgotten, um, kind of forgotten player. As far as I think his persona now as well, an he's announcer. so awful as an announcer now. But I think his persona as an announcer is very, like, clean uh-huh like he's trying to be like oh. very like very professional very corporate kind of like what jalen rose does right in a lot of ways but the truth is yeah like reggie miller was like a trash talking trash like, talking like he was showboat. like yeah, yeah yeah he which is different than his persona now right and i think people right. forget that yeah went after spike and did the choke symbol like he was yeah. he was cutthroat he was a, he was a killer um okay number four for me sunset park Never even heard of it. Never heard of it. No, it's um, it's about a, uh, high school basketball. Okay. Yeah, it's one of these movies that probably is bad now, but as a kid, I was really into it because mostly you wear it was the basketball movie as a kid, and they have a good uh, good little chant that they do. <laughs> okay. Uh, a get hyped one. 
where they go, Sunset Park, what time is it? It's time to get loud. It's time to represent. That's the best part of the movie. Okay, all right. I feel like I've seen it. You might have. Just, just, no, just watching just, you do the channel. Just wanted, okay, yeah. you've probably seen it. I, I think my telling of it had a better uh, um, story structure. Right? All right, number four for me is Lynn Sanity. Yeah, it's the documentary yeah. about Jeremy Lynn. Um, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. What's interesting about it, it's like the guy was filming him way before all the New York Knicks stuff happened. Oh, really? And I think a friend of a friend is the director. But the guy didn't have an ending for his movie. He was like, well, I guess the ending of my movie is Jeremy Lin is out of the league. <laughs> like, he, like, had no ending. He, he was just still filming, and he was like, you know, he had edited some of it, and he's just like, I don't know. And then all that Lin Sanity stuff happens. Wow. And so he's like, okay, well, I got an ending now. Wow. I mean, the downside is you know how the movie ends. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a great watch because it is, like, that classic underdog, guy works hard, mm-hmm. you know, gets rewarded for it. That is pretty crazy because at one point, and I've made documentaries before that where you don't have an ending and you're just like, what, how do we wrap this up? Like, yeah. Because you can go on forever. Right. You can just keep shooting. You just keep going. And this guy was probably sitting around thinking like, well, I just proved that uh, Asian people can't play in the NBA. Yeah, that's, no. It that's, was like, that's how we're going to end is, this movie. That's how we're going to end what, this Yeah. I mean, like, really smart uh, Asian people just, no, sorry. Right. I, I mean, leaker. is that, nope. the, I mean, but sometimes that that's the actual message. Yeah. Like, we'll obviously, I mean, spoiler, we'll get to Hoop Dreams. Oh, yeah. But, who? That I mean, that's what happens in Hoop Dreams. Yeah. Like, ne- no, neither of those guys make it. And yeah. And it's just... Yeah. And then this guy was shooting, and then Lin Sandy happened, and he was like, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got lucky. Yes. But what's interesting is Hoop Dreams is a way better documentary than, than Lin Sanity, I'd say. Wow. Well, Hoop Dreams is amazing. We'll get yeah. to that. Yeah, Let's yeah, get all right. right. What's your number three? What's your number three? Number three. White men can't jump. Just a guy, just a little. Never seen it. You've never seen never White seen Man, White Man Can't Jump. I told you I haven't seen any of these. I haven't wow. seen any I didn't believe movie. you. I did not believe you. I haven't now. seen Space it's, Jam. I mean, do you think it's actually good now? I think Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson and Rosie Prez are funny. Okay. Like the basketball. Like Wesley Snipes cannot play basketball. It's uh-huh. so, so <laughs> bad. Okay. It is beyond bad. It's still a funny movie. All right. And it's Do you it's think I mean, you watched it recently? I've watched parts of it recently. Okay. It's pretty. It's so pretty. <laughs> Is that from that movie? That's from, our theme song's from the movie. Come on. Oh, man. man. I didn't even know. See, <sighs> I just thought it was just some guy saying someone's pretty. No. Um, all right. Number three, Once Brothers. It's about Drazen Petrovic and sure. Vlade Divac. It's, it's about the breakup of Yugoslavia. Uh, uh, they were, you know, friends, teammates. And then... You know, due to you know the the Serbian Croatian War, they mm-hmm. become they're on different sides. They hate each other. It's very good. Wow. Yeah. And very it, emotional. Really. Get ready. Get the tissues out. Does it end in the Sacramento front office? <laughs> they need to make a new ending. They the need- guy was the guy was shooting it for years, going, <laughs> "Where's my ending? Where is my Where's ending? my ending?" And uh, yeah, and then, now and, he has it. Vlade has have- achieved the ultimate success yes. as the best GM in the league. Yes. Fleece the Sixers. Yes. All right. Uh, your number two, I guess it would be. Number two. I got blue chips. Never seen it. You've never seen blue chips? I know it has Shaq and it has Nick Nolte, right? Shaq, Nick Nolte, Anthony Hardaway, uh-huh. and a white actor playing a basketball player. Uh, I think it's also another movie that probably isn't good anymore. Uh-huh. But the I remember that movie more than most movies. There's some, there's a, the highlights <laughs> ringing, of that movie. Ringing endorsement. Yep. I remember it. More than, you know, 90% of movies. The highlights of Blue Chips are pretty great. Overall, the movie might not be good. But Nick Nolte plays a good part. Larry Bird's in it. <laughs> oh, great. Larry Bird's in it. Like, it's great. Doing it's great. what? 
He's like a, being ornery. You know, just a cameo. He okay. just like talks on the phone. I think if oh, I remember, right. maybe wow. he's not. Maybe Riveting. I forgot. Maybe Riveting. I forgot. Riveting. Yeah. Look, we're picking basketball movies. Right? I know. I know. I'm just like you're trying to sell these movies to me. And, and really I'm not. I mean, like honestly, I'm, I'm most interested in Sunset Park thus far because, yeah, <laughs> because it probably just sounds Sunset weird. And yeah, yeah, pick Sunset Park. Uh, all right, my number two is Hoop Dreams. We already talked about it. Uh, no, we if, didn't talk about it. Okay, well, if you haven't seen Hoop Dreams, watch yes. Hoop Dreams. About two uh, inner city Chicago kids and the struggles they face. They're both basketball prodigies, I guess you'd say. Yeah. I mean, he starts in the ninth grade. Like, I, I, I'm guessing he picks two guys who he thinks has a chance at making the league, and it just follows them. You know, throughout high school, and yeah. sees you know, you just learn everything they go through. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just fan. I, I rewatched it last year. Oh, really? Still, totally engrossing. I, I need to. I haven't watched it in a few years, but actually, when I when you told me about this and I made the list, Hoop Dreams was number two on my, uh-huh. my movie list, and I was debating between that being one and two before right. I said dude. And so, it's your number one then? No. Well, you're definitely you couldn't pick it because it's documentary. Exactly. So I took it off, yeah. but it is my number two basketball movie. Uh-huh. It is Hoop Dreams is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's, I think I think it's one of the best movies. Mm-hmm. It's just because of its length and nature, it's it's hard to rewatch a lot. Yeah, but man, is it good? It's like it's all you know. What's most similar to is probably The Wire, and it's like it's just a real realist. I mean, it's a documentary. It's a re- realistic portrayal of urban life and all the challenges that go with that. Yeah, and and it's such a you. I don't think you could have wrote. A better movie because of of where the two people start and who yeah. you think has the best chance, and then where they go, and how they end up. Yeah, and there's so many different things at stake, and it's just remarkable. And the one player and his dad, the game that they play outside where he has to face his dad is, I think, one of the best scenes in, right. c- in cinema history. Yeah, like it's so there's so much weight in playing this dad that hasn't really been there for you. And then you're finally man enough to face him on the court. Yeah. And it's just, uh, yeah. Great characters. I mean, that dad, I think it's Arthur Agee is the dad. And it's just, he's such an interesting character. And the mom is such an interesting character. And it's just like, you just feel for these guys. When you, when, when the movie starts, you're like, oh, you're really hoping one of them makes it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you sort of know they don't because you've never heard of them. And then by the time you get to the end, you realize they literally had no shot. Yeah. Like, there was no chance either one of these guys was going to make the league. I think at the time, though, just making it to college was a big thing. Yeah. Like, I think now we might be looking back like, oh, they didn't make it because they obviously didn't grow on to be successful NBA players. But at the time, they were just trying to get into college. I think maybe that kind of skewed how I felt about it at the time. I mean, I think... I mean, this is almost a topic for another day, but I think actually most of whether you not you make the NBA is genetically determined. Like it's mm-hmm. height and wingspan. Yeah, and it's like, look, if you're not six six, you know, with a giant wingspan, you just don't have a chance. No. And I think most people don't realize that. And both these guys ended up, I think, being much shorter than maybe they thought they were. Yeah. And at the time, I think there was like, oh, they could still make it because Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas mm-hmm. was a Chicago guy. These guys are Chicago guys. Yeah, he was their hero. And Isaiah Thomas is a little guy, you know? Mm-hmm. But the truth is, if you just like, I mean, just look at NBA players. They're all giant. All have huge wingspans. They all have giant hands. If you don't have that, like, you basically have no chance. Yeah. And what's the stat that if you are a male seven footer? Oh, yeah. Like- I ran this. This is the numbers I calculated myself, actually. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> yeah. Based on uh, this book called The Sports Gene. So, based on the numbers in that book, if you're seven feet, if you're seven feet tall, you have a 17% chance of making the NBA. 
of being in the NBA. That's amazing. And if you're six feet tall, you have like a point zero zero one percent chance. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, like, like we just, like to we like to pretend like, oh, you know, anybody can do it. Like, practice, do this, do that. But the truth is, if you don't grow, you're not going to make it. But it's just insane to me to think that, like, oh, you grew to be seven foot. Well, I better, I better do this occupation. Well, you see it, but I mean, <laughs> like, like, it's, it's the easiest, best way to. But make But you a lot. see it with so many seven footers, so many big yeah. guys. They don't have the passion for the game. No. Like, they don't have the fire, and that's, yeah. like, where they get tripped up. Like, I mean, Andrew Bynum is a mm-hmm. classic example. Like, the guy clearly didn't care about basketball. You're but just it's like, just well, like, dude, yeah. it's like, I mean, it's so simple. Well, the basket's 10 feet high, so the closer you are to it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the easier the game is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of the fatal flaw, flaw, flaw in basketball. Yeah. Like, how, you know, uneven the playing field is. Yeah. Like, I almost think there should be a league where it's, like, a 6-3 max height or something. Yeah. Like, I almost think we should put that cap on NBA players. I mean, I've, it's a totally different game, but... I've got I've got a plan. You do? I do, I do for one day. I'll tell okay, you. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll table it. it. But, yeah, we'll table it, but... Uh, the, uh, what's your number one, then? Number one, he got game. Oh, he got game. Have you seen that? You've seen I've, that. I, I, that's the one I've seen. Okay, you've had to have seen that. I saw it when it came out in the theaters, though, so I can't... I don't really remember it that much. I've left off, you know, people like Hoosiers, like whatever. It's, that's not my basketball. I don't watch. I don't watch Hoosiers. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, this is, well, I mean, you have a college movie in blue chips, though. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. If you shoot your foul shots underhand, I'm I'm not putting you on my top five. <laughs> is that what happens in Hoosiers? I assume. <laughs> a lot of, I haven't a lot seen of, it forever. A lot, lot of fundamentals. Yeah, I haven't seen it forever. A lot of buzz it's cuts. Just, it's just a racist movie, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I that's not based on fact. I'm just assuming. But no, he got game. Uh, Ray Allen, Denzel Washington, Spike Lee. Ray Allen. Some scenes are kind of painful to watch. Right, because he's because not a good actor. He's not a good actor, but also I, you like realize that he'll go and play for the most hated teams in history. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I like the movie. It's it's probably I mean he named himself Jesus Shuttlesworth. Like, yeah, that's, that's great. That, that alone is worth. It's worth the price of a mission. Worth the price, of which a is now free. Which is now free to uh, the internet. Um, my number one is the other Dream Team. Oh, have I saw, you heard about I have, this? I've seen it. I mean, I saw the poster. I haven't seen it. Yeah, and so it's about the Lithuanian. Yes. team that won third in the 92 Olympics. Um, and that is a fascinating story because basically they're sponsored by the Grateful Dead. Really? Like, that's how they got to the Olympics. What? I did not know. So that. like it was right. It was 1992, right after Lithuania breaks off from the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. The country has no money. Yep. But they have all these great basketball players because basketball is huge in Lithuania. Mm-hmm. So they have no money. I forget who it was, like Sabonis or somebody. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't Sabonis, but he, he's at what a Lithuanian's at a party in the Bay Area, and you know he's telling Bill Walton about you know oh I don't have our, my team, our, my country doesn't have money. Bill Walton and the Grateful Dead they're there, and the Grateful Dead are like oh we'll 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 sponsor your team. <laughs> so like I mean they sell these T-shirts with like the skeleton dunking, and like that's how they they it's like they held a T-shirt sale, and plus the Grateful Dead sponsored them, and then they went. They went and then they beat the Russians to get the bronze medal. Wow. Yeah. It is such a better documentary and such a better story than the Dream Team doc. Yeah. Which is just like, okay, just very, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the HBO doc style. Like, mm-hmm. okay, here's what happened. Yeah. Here are talking heads. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to pick that one. Yeah. Yeah. You should. You should watch I that one. I think I'm going to pick that one. Yeah. I think, I think you it, sold me on The Grateful Dead. I don't know if it's on Netflix still, but it was. Okay. 
of yours or basketball. I, I might have to go with basketball. Watch basketball. Just because I'm a fan of Trey Parker and Matt Stone so much. Yeah, you'll like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's some funny parts. All right. All right. So I'm going to watch basketball. You're going to watch uh, the other dream team. I'm going to watch the other dream team. Okay. Great. Great. And then uh, feel free to write us and tell us how bad our lists are. Especially mine. <laughs> I feel like my, my list is pretty weak. But mine's a I very mean, personal. Like, I mean, my mind's a very personal. But, uh, like, okay, like but I don't what like else, Space Jam. I don't like Space Jam. What else would you have on it? Space Jam. That's what I mean. Hoosier yeah, like, Space Jams are the other Hoosier two movies. Space Jam. I mean, is there is there is, is Fast Break a movie? I, Bill Simmons talks about, it, but I don't know what Fast. Oh, Break. Fast Break. Yeah, I never. I never that. seen it. Fish that saved Pittsburgh should make my honorable mention just because Doctor J in Pittsburgh. But yeah, yeah, I whatever. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. All right, I got some movie pitches for you, John. If you, so we're gonna do movie pitches. Yeah. Do we? Do you? Do you not want it? No, no. I want it. Yeah, I'm a big time Hollywood producer. Okay. All right. Well, we're we're both Hollywood executives. Yep. Okay. We've been around enough Hollywood oh, executives. Totally. We can act. Raise the stakes. Make your characters more likable. Oh, These yeah. are just general notes. Oh, great. Giving. great. Yeah. yeah, no, I wrote them down. Those are um, all right, so we came up with some movie ideas. We're going to pitch to each other. Get some get some feedback. All right, tell me what you got. Wait, okay, hey, I got, hey, Matt, what have you been working on? All right, let me tell you. I got a movie for you, John. All, all right. right? Have you heard of this Robin Lopez guy? I have. Very charismatic. Huge. Chiseled. Very flamboyant hair. Mm-hmm. Great, great personality hair, okay? He hates mascots. He has a blood feud with mascots. This is all true, by the mm-hmm. way, in case mm-hmm. you weren't aware. So in this movie, the mascots have taken over the earth, okay? They look cuddly. They're friendly. They lulled us to sleep. Then they sprung, took over the earth. One man can save us, Robin Lopez, who, you know, who's, he saw this coming. He's been pre- preparing. Mm-hmm. And that's the movie. Him against the mascot, the mascot overlords. Wow. Do you have a name for this? Robin Lopez mascot hunter. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. I like that. Sign me up. Sign me up. Huge summer blockbuster. Yeah, I think so. I think I so. That's great. I think so. I, I like think. It. I mean, even though nobody, not many people have heard Robin Lopez, I think he's a star. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they made Batista a star. Right. Exactly. Brooke. The- Brooke can make an appearance as something. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe a bad guy. Maybe Brooks on the other side. Ooh, yeah, that'd be good. He's yeah. like, and then they maybe that maybe uh, the mascots give him like robotic feet or something. Oh. Like and uh, yeah, so he feels indebted to them, and you know now he works for the mascots. Yeah, oh, I like yeah. this. All right, I like this. Yeah. I like this. Okay, All right. I'm in. I bought. Right. It. Okay, I bought good. It. I bought Sold. It. Uh, three million dollars. Great. Okay. Great. Awesome. Chum change. What else you got, Matt? What else you been working on? Okay, uh, I got this one. It's called uh, Duncan Plicity. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you familiar with the, I don't know when it was, the 90s movie Multiplicity with um, Michael Keaton? Obviously. So Love the, Michael Keaton. For those Keaton. of you who don't know, don't, Multiplicity, Michael Keaton gets, keeps cloning himself and the clones keep turning out different. Okay? Mm-hmm. The premise of this movie is that that's what San Antonio has been doing. This is why Duncan has aged so well. Oh, my God. There's actually like four or five Duncans. What? And they just rotate. Them. You know, one plays one game, the other plays the other oh. game. And that's why his personality is so boring. Because oh. they've, they've said, look, they keep cloning him and it keeps coming out like a different personality. Mm-hmm. And so they tell all the clones, look, just be really boring. Be really steady so that, you know, the media doesn't catch on. Yeah. Right? They make a sixth Duncan. And this Duncan is not on board with the plan. What? Okay, so he goes rogue, pop. And the other five Duncans have to like hunt him down, and you know something like that. Duncan Plicity. I like Duncan Plicity. <laughs> I like that. That's good. I'm All in. Right. I'm All buying right. that All one. Right. I'm buying that one. 
Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Here's, here's, here's what my else la- you working on, man? Here's my last what one. Here's my last on? one. Here's my last one. <laughs> Work. This is a working title. All this right. is not. You know. This is not. Maybe. You know. It's called Lebronovich. Ooh. All right. LeBron gets banned f- from the league. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's like they discover his PED use, or yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like a guns in the locker room situation. Okay. I don't right. know. Whatever. He does right. something bad. Okay. Maybe it was his fault. Maybe he was framed. I don't know. Yeah. He gets banned from the league. All right. Okay. Can't play basketball in the NBA anymore, right? So he gets some sort of like surgery, plastic surgery, to look like an Eastern European player. Like it's a little bit like white chicks. You ever seen white okay. chicks? A little bit okay. like that. Like white chicks meets yeah. Juana Man, maybe. Yeah. Oh, Juana Man. That's another movie that wasn't Ooh, on your list. That wasn't. Yeah. Also, Love and Basketball wasn't on your list. Yeah, and Celtic Pride. Yeah. All okay. Really bad movies, by the way. But go ahead. You know, he gets whatever. He looks like an Eastern European player. Whatever his name is, I don't know. Kristaps Lebronovich. Okay, I like Whatever. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darius Darius Lebronovich. Yeah, something like that. Okay, or Lebron Lebronovich. I don't know. Whatever his name is, right? And then it's just him, you know, trying to trying to like, oh, it's like wacky hijinks. Like he has to keep like, oh, hello, I am Lebron Lebronovich. Uh, I play basketball. You know, like yeah. that sort of thing. You know, he plays him. He he, he plays it. Like we know Lebron yeah, yeah, wants yeah. to he branch out, yeah. so he plays it in makeup, and it's you know, it's just kind of a slapstick comedy. Of uh, him, but he, you know, in the end, he learns a lot about Eastern European culture too. Oh, Even though I he's like playing it. in the NBA, you know, he has the Eastern European entourage or something. Yeah, because to learn, he has to. Find, to learn, he has to get like the guys bring a like, guy. Oh no, in. LeBron, you're doing it wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. and that guy has a sister, love oh, interest that LeBron. Yes. Yeah, but who hates? He's kind of anti-American. Yeah, because the Americans hates... bombed her village. Right. Yes. And then LeBron has to show the good sides of America. Yeah. Okay. I, love I like it. this movie. This yeah. Is yeah. Movie. So she, yeah. So it's a sister. She hates America. This is my sister. <laughs> Whoa, I do this not like sister. you, American, because you have bombed Marina. us. You bomb like, us. And then it's like, oh, what does he do? Because he can't, they fall in love, right? Yeah. He can't marry her, go after her, because then everyone will know that he's not Lebronovich. Yeah. Because they're brother-sister in this fiction, you know? Oh. So he has to choose between staying in the NBA or true love. Yeah. yeah. And there's a scene where, like, she, she thinks, like, her papers don't work and they're going to kick her out. So she's at like right. the train ready. Yeah. They're sending her back. They're sending her back. And, and then, then he has to like, like LeBron. He's, it's like game seven. And what is he yeah, doing? He's day, oh, game seven. I got to save the girl. And he has to tell he Dave runs after the girl. Yep. He's tearing off his plastic oh. surgery makeup or whatever. Marina, it's me, LeBron, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She and then she takes him. him back and oh. then they're like, well, how are we, we got to get back to the game. And luckily, her brother yeah. is a cab driver. Yes. And then he yeah, like... Sure. Her real brother's a cab driver. Yeah, yeah. And then... And then like Silver is like... Silver's at the game and he's like, because of the true love you showed LeBron, I'm, you know, banning your ban or I'm, you're reinstated. You're reinstated. You, know? you yeah. redeemed yourself. And then LeBron gets to play. His, oh, yeah. This oh, is pretty We already good. just wrote the whole this movie. This is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 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 And this then the movie... You think the movie ends and it cuts to... Eastern Europe and they're playing and you're like, did LeBron go back? And then it's an exhibition game and everyone, and then there's oh. like mini LeBrons. Yeah. Right. Great. There's like uh, his kids. Yeah. The, his kids with Marina. Yeah. Like are now playing. Yeah. 10 years, 15 years down the road. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is great. Wow, what a good movie. Man, that's a good one. That's a good yeah, one. I think that's sprung already to yeah. top three. I think it's right. better than Sunset Park. It's probably, yeah, it's yeah. probably better than something already. Our envision. What I saw in my head, I have better memories of this film then, than I do of, yeah. of Sunset Park. I got a couple. Uh, not, not, I'm just going to throw them out there. Um, to go with that theme, I mean, straight out of Latvia, The Rise of Kristaps. 
Oh, it's just like his origin story. I think it's it's his just origins. like the NWA version. Yeah, him and because we all we know about this is literally all we know about Christoph Persingas is he's super tall. Yep, from Latvia. Latvia and. That that one rap song and the one rap song. So okay, yeah, I like it. We'll yeah. fill, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll fill in some stuff. Yeah, we'll he had a rough. Some... Ch- I'm sure it was a rough yeah, childhood, probably, right? Yeah, probably sold Latvia. Drugs. Yeah, I mean, mostly and he had to rough make it out. Uh, how about a little patriotic movie, mm-hmm. American Sniper, the story of Kyle Korver. And so, is it just like haven't got past the title? Oh, you haven't got. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> May, I mean, like maybe, maybe it is. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe mil- it's just a basketball story, or maybe he's like. I never assassin. saw American Sniper, no. but yeah, did Bradley Cooper die in it? I don't know. I never saw. I him. think he dies. He might. He probably dies. I mean, it's so, a true story. I think he's like he's like dead. Maybe the maybe the military is like we're all out, we're all out of American snipers. Who like, should we get? Bradley Cooper died. Yeah. Who should we get? Who's the Kyle best shooter? Corver. Kyle Corver. Yeah. I mean, if he can. Well, make, he also needs to be white because if he can be yeah. white and drain threes. Right. That works. That works. Because yeah. you don't want to get JJ Reddick because he's real shifty. No, yeah, no he no. might. You might have a no, no. Benedict Arnold. We're selling situation to teenage girls. Your, yeah, teenage exactly. Girls, you, go Kyle Corver. Yeah. Um, Gran Torino two. Kobe uh-huh. Kobe edition. It's just okay. Kobe Bryant just yelling at uh, yelling people. at people to get off his lawn. Yep, yep. It's the whole movie. He's just on the porch. <laughs> yep, yeah. He just yells he's just at yelling. He's just, just yelling. Maybe at his teammates like come over and like try to practice on his lawn. And he yeah, just yells he just at him. Yells at him. And then he becomes friends with the Asian guy. I think yeah, I think he, that's how Grant. I never saw that movie. Though. I never saw Grant. No. no, no. It's like he. Yeah, he doesn't like Asian people, but by the end, he likes them. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So maybe in this movie, Kobe Bryant doesn't like people. Just doesn't like people end, in general. He, yeah, yeah. He yeah. tolerates one person. One person. Yeah. Yeah. Played by D'Angelo Russell. He yeah. tolerates D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I have like a free idea for Markeith Morris. Have you watched The Suns at all this year? I have not. I watched a game. Okay. And it seems like, you know how Markeith Morris, he like basically demanded a trade. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's maybe not into playing yeah. for The Suns anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came out and he's like, no, no, I'm cool with The Suns. Like, mm-hmm. we're cool now. You know, I'll play for them. I think it's all just a ruse. Like they're gonna like, look, we can't trade you because your value is low. So just come play a few months yeah. and we'll trade you. I think mm-hmm. that's what happened, really. Yeah. But here's here's my suggestion to him. I thought this was a movie, but I just think it's just actual real life suggestion. <laughs> Fake an injury, right? Pull a hamstring, whatever. Sorry, I'm out. You know, three to five weeks. Fly to Detroit, hang with Marcus. You know, because they, they like each other, right? And just be a D- Detroit Piston, like, like a. <laughs> Like they, they, like they, like he, he just suits up as his brother. And then like when one goes out, he goes to the locker room like, Hey, you want to play now? Okay. He comes out, plays, you know, that's pretty brilliant. Yeah. That way you can, it's like, it's sort of like my Duncan Plicity idea. Yeah. It's a little similar. It's a real life. It's a real life. It's a real life Duncan Plicity. Yeah. So that's what happened. Basically you just have to go to them and be like, dude, let's do a real life Duncan Plicity. I mean, like say, I mean, he can just fake an injury and go up there. Why not? Who's going to know? Who would know? Like, you just have Marcus, he runs the locker room real fast. Oh, he needs treatment. Then Marquise runs out. Marquise plays the second half. You know, you just switch him at halftime, yeah. Or Oh, fresh legs. Yeah, fresh legs. You know, they, they like hanging out with each other. Look, they'd be down. You know, Stan Vans doesn't care. Stan Van don't yeah, care. Yeah, he doesn't, you know, whatever the kids want to do, he'll let whatever. them do. Yeah, it's free advice, Marquise. All right. Yeah. I like it. All right, well, um, as soon as we... Uh, Become millionaires for those movies, right? We we saved Hollywood. Yeah, we saved Hollywood, and we saved, saved NBA movies. I mean, NBA movies have like a horrible history. Thunderstruck with Kevin Durant. Ooh. I know. All right. Come on, hit up, hit us up, LeBron. Hit I mean, LeBron's up. making Space Jam too, but I think Lebronovich. 
Lebronovich. Much better. Um, that brings us to, yeah, shout outs, beefs. Oh my God. I got a shout out. All right, here's your shout out. Some great new nicknames this, this week. Okay. So courtesy of the Dunked On Basketball Podcast, okay. James Harden has a new nickname. Play it on me. Slippin' Jimmy. <laughs> you shout know? Out, shout out Slippin' Jimmy. From Better Call Saul. Because, like, in Better Call Saul, like, uh, Saul's character from Chicago, Slippin' Jimmy, like, he would always, like, fall down and get hit by cars to try to, you know, drum up lawsuits. Oh. Just like James Harden. He slips in the lane, throws himself into people to try to get fouls. I like that. That's yeah, I think it's I think it's great. It's I think a good it's a great nickname. nickname. That, that Jimmy. was uh, the what podcast was Dunk Dunk Podcast. Dunk Dunk, great podcast. Courtesy okay. of Matt Moore from CBS Basketball for Evan Fournier. Okay. His nickname is Never Google. I've heard this. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Should I Google it? I I don't know what it is. I've heard about. I mean, the, the nickname thing. is Never Google. Yeah, so but should I know do you live? should. Should I do a live? <laughs> yeah, sure. What is it? Do a live. How do you spell Fournier? F O U R N. Yeah, I E R. I've heard it's bad. I don't know what it okay, is. Google, no. Google, it. go to the images and then images. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's a lot of. Oh, that's bad. That's bad, guys. What is that? Oh, what is that? It looks like someone cut a pomegranate in half. Oh, and then oh, oh, oh my never god, Google. what is it? Oh no, never Google, John. Oh no. All right, folks. Yeah, don't Google that. Gangrene. That's what it is. Oh, gangrene's nasty. Um, well, of okay. the genitals, though. I oh, believe, yeah. Right? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's in my brain. To do it. We should. Um, wow. Shout outs. I got, I got some more shout outs to take us, to, <laughs> to right, cleanse my, us, to yeah, cleanse your clean, palate. Clean me. Clean me out. There was a great NBA Reddit post. I, I wish I, I would have written down who, but um, about Kobe, why Kobe is shooting so bad this year. Okay. The theory is he's trying to learn how to shoot like Steph Curry. Because Kobe does the two the two shot motion. Okay. And Steph Curry does one shot like a one all one movement. Like Kobe's okay. shot is two movements. Steph is Steph is one. And the theory is Kobe has tried to add this to his game over the summer and he hasn't quite you know, gotten the kinks out of it. <laughs> Hasn't figured it out yet. Now, I think uh, you know this is probably the number two theory for why a shot is so bad. The number one theory being that he's old. So, I mean, I don't know which one's correct, but I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the sort of conspiracy theory nature of uh, like because I mean, if you if, uh, you probably haven't watched the Lakers, but I've been I mean, watching the Lakers. I he's airballing. He's, he's bad. He's yeah. playing really bad. Yeah. Poor Kobe. Poor Kobe. All right, my shout out goes to Emmanuel Mudiay. Oh. Speaking of the Lakers, after beating the Lakers, uh, he's been quoted as saying, "Thank you, Byron Scott, for saying I'm not a point guard." Oh, yeah. wonderful! Yeah. What a wonderful thing to say! Like, man, I I really like you, Emmanuel Mudiay, and you just put yourself that much higher. Yeah, yeah. playing with the chip on your shoulder. All right, th- uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. You can check us out on Facebook. Right. You can go to at the Super Hoopers on Twitter. Until next week, keep hooping. Keep hooping. Ooh, I like that. When it was erupting, you're now listening to Super Hoopers. There are a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hoopers. Super Hoopers. That's what you say, bro. We just form a fucking Super Hoopers. Be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. That's terrible.
Attention all insurance agents with a current life or medical insurance license. SelectQuote has immediate openings for licensed insurance agents looking to build a rewarding career. And you can even work from the comfort of your home. Our average employee makes $75,000 and our top performers make well over $150,000 per year. Yes, I said $150,000. Insurance professionals, are you sick of looking and paying for leads? Would you like to have more than one product or carrier solution to offer? Do you wish that your entrepreneurial spirit and hard work was rewarded? If you answered yes and you feel you have what it takes select quote is looking for you with a fun and fast work environment multiple products pre-qualified leads and great training this is an opportunity you do not want to miss apply online at selectquote.com backslash careers or call 800-896-9009 to learn more select quote is hiring right now don't miss out call 800-896-9009 or visit selectquote.com backslash careers call 800-896-9009 800-896-9009 the internet has changed, so should the way you bank. PNC Virtual Wallet for Digital Banking. It's time for a change. Now through March 31st, earn up to $300 when you open and use a select new virtual wallet product. Simply establish a qualifying direct deposit. To learn more, visit a branch or pnc.com slash checking offer. PNC Bank. Make today the day. Virtual Wallet is a registered trademark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association member FDIC.